0: Welcome to Put a Word on It, a podcast presented by Men of Valor. In each episode, we're going to talk with a different man, but each one with a unique journey from brokenness to freedom. I'm your host, Rudy Kalis. I spent over 40 years as a TV sportscaster, then retired and joined the Men of Valor program as a volunteer. So join the conversation, reconciling men to God, their families and society. Welcome to another edition of Put a Word on It, brought to you by Interstate AC. a great organization that has been very, very supportive of Men of Valor. And a man from Interstate AC is a great story that we want to share with you today. Eddie Hutton, known him now for some period of time, always has a smile on his face. He is a powerful mentor, a powerful supporter of this program. And how in the world does somebody just get involved in a prison program when it was never a part of their life growing up? That's the kind of man we like to meet and spend time with. Here's Eddie. So how in the world did you get involved in prison ministry?
1: I was invited to go to a, a breakfast at Woodmont Hills Church of Christ. And I heard Carl speak, Carl Carlson. And I just, it, it, I had always had sort of a feeling that I wanted to do it. And then I saw the opportunity and I tried to grab it.
0: But why? I mean, what do you mean a feeling? That... I just
1: had a feeling that I wanted to be in 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 prison ministry that was kind of a and it probably been with me forever just from friends of mine's father that had done it and and all that and i just decided it'd be be, it it, i really wanted to do it and then when i started doing it it was what i want i enjoyed it i'm at home there that's sad but i'm at home there and i enjoy the guys
0: what's your wife say when you said i'm going to jail
1: she didn't think it was a good idea (laughs) She thought that I could get hurt or whatever, but it just, I never even thought, think about getting hurt, Rudy.
0: You know, we talk about those guys, and the guys I've spent time with, and I've met several of them who said, I covered them when they played ball in high school or college. And I said, What happened? He said, Five minutes of stupid, five minutes of anger five minutes of drugs or getting caught in some cell. And you think back in your life, and I, I, tell me about growing up, because you didn't have any of that really in your life, I don't assume.
1: No, I did not. I did not. You grew I, up right I, here in Nashville. Yeah, I lived in Nashville. I grew up in Dawson until about eight or nine years old. And then I moved to Creve Hall. I went to Lipscomb Univer- or Lipscomb High Sc- or Elementary School and then went to Overton High School. And then from Overton, went to Ole Miss. And so, I, yeah, I never had any of the criminal side and never really got into it in any of that it's it was it was just something that i was called to do i enjoy it it doesn't bother me the guys don't bother me uh they need they need some stability in their life and and maybe i can give them for 10 minutes some stability or maybe a day or two
0: i can't believe how many of these guys have never had a male role model figure never had a father how difficult that was in their lives And, and you had a solid family i assume So you look at it and can you see how the family you went through shaped who you are and how it didn't shape them
1: oh absolutely you see that graphically with these guys they don't have a father they don't have a mentor their mentors are leading them astray and so you just it's a it's a yes and i had a mother that loved me and took me to church every sunday and and then i had a father that was big in church and he wanted me to be in church but you know i never walked with the lord until i walked in prison uh and it was it was weird because i was doing bible study fellowship uh once a week or, you know during the winter and then my parents went down my father had to amputate his leg and i was an only child and my mother we had alzheimer's so i had to I, told, I had to go back to carl and say carl i can't do it right now but i will i'll come back you know and so he, I told him what was going on, and he said, "Fine, it's the right thing to do." So I ministered to my parents, and then they were in nursing homes and all that kind of thing. And so after that was over and back part, then I came and volunteered with Men of Valor, and then Kirk we started doing an aftercare program uh, in the apartments, and then we started going to prison. And Kirk kept telling me, Kirk Campbell kept telling me that it would really be good if you'll go to prison; you'll really like that. And I was thinking, yeah, I'll really like that, and, and and I kept pushing it off, and then I finally went, and it's it is a blessing.
0: What was the feeling though when you walked in, met these guys? What were you thinking?
1: Nothing. I just thinking these guys really need help. They're they're thirsty. They're thirsty for the knowledge of God. They're thirsty for talking to somebody that's stable. They're thirsty for learning how to make a living without doing drugs and out tricking people. They're thirsty for all kinds of things that we can help them with.
0: Do they ever throw at you, you can't relate to the lives we had, but you've been through your own difficulties. But how do you put those two worlds together?
1: They don't bring that up. I don't bring up what happened to them. I don't ask them why. Most of these guys, I don't know what ha- I don't know why they're there. They'll tell you sometimes, and sometimes they won't. And I don't really. It doesn't bother me one way or another. Uh, we just talk about the Lord. We talk about th- whatever they want to talk about, really, is where we talk about.
0: How often would you go?
1: Once a week, every Thursday.
0: Did you find out that consistency is incredibly important to these guys?
1: Oh, absolutely. They, all, they, they go, when you keep showing up, and then you tell them, hey, I'm going to be out for two weeks. They, How was your vacation? How was this? They become a part of your life. They, you become a part of their life, but they become a part of your life as well.
0: You know, we found when we started going in the gang units, they would try to shove us out. They would just push and travel. And who cares about a God who's so egotistical? He expects you to love him, and he's almost trying to drive you out of the place. And when you don't, when you keep coming back, they go, wait a minute. Let me listen to these guys a little bit. So you get different kinds in there, don't you? Some of them really push.
1: You really, Yeah, you get some that are sarcastic and just come to class just to cause trouble because that's all they know is trouble uh, or being a smart aleck, uh, whatever you want to say. And yes, but the Lord will cover you. You know, my Bible verse is, is Hebrews, I mean, is uh, Proverbs six five six six. You know, let, let the Lord lead you and I'll, everything will happen good for you after that. And if you just give up and you, God will protect you it, and he does in prison and he, and he tells them what you're, you know, you, you say things, I say things that I'm not prepared to say when I walk in and they pull it out of you or God pulls it out of you.
0: Isn't it important a lot of times to be real vulnerable to him? To tell them your own struggle so that you don't have all the answers. You're not talking down from the mountaintop. And then I think they listen more, don't they?
1: They listen a lot more. They listen a lot more. That they're not the only ones. And quite frankly, a lot one thing I say to a lot of them is, okay, you sinned and so have I regularly. I just you know, but there's no difference in sin. There's no there's no worse sin or better sin. All of them are sins. And we talk about that. And that sort of sets them at that sets them back a little bit when they think about that.
0: Is it hard for some of you guys to forgive themselves for what they did? You gotta really work on that?
1: They bring it up and up. Yeah, they bring it up a a lot. Yes. They bring up their their past how their past and how they did this and how they did that. And it's just it's it's but we did we don't express it. They express it a lot more than we do.
0: I love the concept. I even love telling people men of valor because it's out of the Bible and all the ministry. What has it meant to you?
1: It's brought me with a deeper relationship to God and a deeper relationship to my family and to everybody around me that's even outside of men of valor.
0: Then to make you, for me, it makes me want to live up to what I'm telling them to live up to. Oh, it's yeah, it's I mean, changed
1: I, me. Yeah, yeah, it does.
0: Make you a better husband? Yes. I think I'm a little better, too.
1: (laughs) I think I am, but my my wife might not agree with that. (laughs) And I think my kids probably wouldn't wouldn't agree with it either, but at least I know how bad I was, or think I know how bad I was. But you
0: know what? You put that prison ministry together with COVID, where I was with my wife 24-7 a long time, and I caught myself doing little stuff that I should have done all along just to help her on the house, to keep her happy.
1: Right, right. That's right. I mean, the COVID thing is, has affected me in the prison ministry because we weren't able to go to prison. We haven't been able to go to prison uh, as far as Metro prison. Yeah. And, yeah, you, I miss it. I miss it a lot. And, yeah, I did was being nicer to my wife, yes, because I was at <laughs> home not 24-7, but a lot.
0: How much longer are you going to do this?
1: Long as I can.
0: Well, you know the name of the program is put a word on it. Is there a word that comes to your mind?
1: Proverbs 6, 6, acknowledge God. And he will lead your path
0: all right pick me one word that comes to your mind acknowledge god that's two words acknowledge oh you're a great witness and a great supporter of this organization thanks eddie thank you rudy well let me put a word on it i love it acknowledge god no eddie that's two words well acknowledge and i think that's the biggest thing you have to see before you can change you have to see christ before you can change The Bible says, once you have found Christ, the veil is taken away, which means then all of a sudden, all of life changes and opens up. And that's what it did for him. And that's what he's sharing with these men and why he's so invested in what we're trying to do here at Men of Valor. Thanks for joining us. Join us again next time as we put a word on it. You've been listening to Put a Word on It. We would love for you to subscribe wherever you download fine podcasts. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Spotify. Put a Word on It is brought to you by Men of Valor. To learn more, go to movnashville.com.